0: Hi and welcome to the podcast. You're having tea with Alice. This week's episode I spoke with Gary Eck who's an Australian comedian and filmmaker. He came to my place in Double Bay about three quarters of the way through. Laura Davis arrived. Uh, She was going to come after she did a television thing and then she finished early so she came along and helped me draw Gary out for the last ten minutes. So I hope you enjoy listening to this. I... Normally have a policy of not reading the reviews of anything or the comments on anything. I think if somebody wants to say something to me, they can email it. uh, Because I don't think that no friction is a good thing when it comes to internet discourse. I think things should be sometimes difficult to say or difficult enough that you think about saying them. But I read the reviews on iTunes on the app for my podcast most of which are very nice, Uh, one of which says, uh, I'm convinced Alice is a very clever person but can be a bit indulgent. Give it a try and three stars. That's the worst of the reviews that I read. Uh, And I think that's a legitimate criticism, but uh, also that is the nature of a podcast. Podcasts are (laughs) self-indulgent. I've decided to do a show for which nobody pays me any money. So I might as well get what I want out of it. And that's the nature of indulgence. Also, maybe maybe this person doesn't like tea and thinks it's a selfish, rich people thing to drink. But I just wanted to say that I am also willing to listen to negative criticism or constructive criticism because often I just read out nice things that people send me because they please me so much. Uh, so, joie de vivre. Maybe change your name to, like, limited joie de vivre. Otherwise, uh, thank you for your feedback. I will try to be less indulgent. Um, Anyway, to Gary Eck, I hope you enjoy this chat. I enjoyed having it. Uh, If you do want to leave a nice review and try and uh, drown out the voices of people who like me less, feel free to do that on the iTunes thing or online or just share it around. Do all of those things. Follow me on Twitter. Follow other people on Twitter. I'm not doing many shows for the rest of this year. Christmas show on Monday at Cafe Lounge and a few other things, but follow me on Twitter for those updates. You're having tea with Alice. See you. Bye. Uh, That is good tea. Wow. That's amazing.
1: That's the best tea, I think, of green tea I've ever had.
0: Yeah, it is from the Japanese Embassy. Dad took me there for a
1: thing. Real.
0: Uh, and they gave that as part of their, like, package deal. Wow,
1: it's beautiful tea. Yes.
0: Um, yeah, I like it because I, I kept wanting to start one for years. I was a podcast yeah, yeah, fan really. for years. I used to listen in New York when I was yeah. there. I used to listen to, you know, all the kind of Aussie ones. Mm. Sweetest Plum and Topop and... Hardcore history and stuff, and then I wanted to start one. And I couldn't find a partner, I couldn't find some because all of the ones that I was listening to were two man podcasts. Right. And then, and then I thought, I'll just do it myself. But it took me like four years to just go, just give up on yeah. anyone else being reliable and just go, I can do it myself. And mm, and you almost like have to back myself enough. Mm. And that way I can have people come back again like four or five times. Yeah. But I just don't have to rely on them. Mm.
1: Being as into it as I am. Yeah, it's a way to do it. Okay. You just gotta do it. Actually, what is this? Uh, it's is it a microphone? Or is it a.
0: It's a very beautiful looking microphone. I think
1: oh, it's great. <laughs> that's great. That's what it. I
0: look for in a microphone, maybe. Mm. Beauty. Beauty. Um, but it does the job.
1: That's mm. yeah, um, good.
0: So, did you have a thing that you wanted to talk about? Or you
1: no, I mean, what do you just normally... What do you do? Just chat.
0: Um, take advantage of the podcast form, which is that you can say things and then go, wait, let me let me lay that out a bit better or anything else at the moment particularly. You have to make sure almost every sentence you say is crafted so it can't be taken wrongly right. or out of context. Mm-hmm. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows that it's all... It's all or nothing. Like you take the whole the whole argument. Yeah. Or nothing.
1: And do you are you do you edit it or do you just
0: I will take out anything that you feel uncomfortable with after if you I'm not gonna say anything controversial. And how do
1: you promote your podcast? Like how do you
0: I mean, I started it last at the beginning of this year, so it's almost a year old. um, and I don't promote it yet. Um, I put it on Twitter and Facebook and I grow by about three or four listeners a week. Yeah, right. Um, and I started with an initial surge because I was on Mark Maron's podcast for like a minute right. last year at the LA pod fest. Mm-hmm. I was in the audience and he got me up and he said, what do you do? And I he's said, Mark Maron, sorry. he's, uh, he has a podcast called WTF
1: oh what the fuck yeah 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 sorry Uh, I was thinking that I know the name and I
0: was sitting in and I got up for like a minute and I was at the LA podcast because like like I said I really enjoy the podcasting Mm. and I I had wanted to do it for a long time and then uh, I thought fuck he has millions of listeners yeah if one in a hundred or one in two hundred Googles me Mm. I would better have something up yeah because I do like this format, like I really oh, I like mean, I reckon
1: it's great. I mean, you can do it anywhere and, um, you know, if you've got something, I just, I've been thinking, oh, what's my angle? What's, what have I got that's interesting that I can talk about? Or,
0: You're an interesting person. Yeah,
1: true. But I just think if it's so much noise out there to really stand out. True. You've got to kind of.
0: Well, for me, I've, I kept thinking, oh, I'll, um, I'll start putting it out on Reddit and I'll probably try and promote it at my gigs or whatever. But because this year's been so insane...
1: Yeah, it's hard.
0: ...that yeah. I, I just have... The only thing that's been important is getting it out every week.
1: Yeah, I think the, the, the trick is to just do it. And you mm. keep doing it. And then you'll suddenly you'll you'll find a niche.
0: Yeah, I wasn't sure. And then sure. it's like...
1: Then you go, okay, that's my niche. And you'll, you'll find that you attracted more listeners when you spoke about that podcast in particular. And then... You, but it's hard to know until you yeah, actually start doing it. Yeah, and it's
0: interesting it. because I did, the one of the reasons that I did this was because I didn't want to have. I I didn't. I spent a lot of my life not wanting to be in a box because mm. you, you get bullied or whatever, and you just don't want to be a thing. You don't want to be able to be summed up in a sentence, and then you do this job, and everyone's like, "What do you do?" And they want you to have yourself in a mm. sentence, mm. and that's really hard.
1: Well, that's why you just keep doing it until you figure it out. Yes, I mean. Most people don't know what the hell they're doing their yeah. whole lives, Well, at alone, the beginning what they're doing was... in the very beginning. <laughs> so.
0: At the beginning, it was me and a guy called Sean Ticehurst talking about feminism, mm. more or less. That's kind of what it was. And then he went off and got a radio job and I right. just ended up keeping mm. on doing it and, and just to see what it would be and to mm. have this kind of consistent output to see what I am if I don't have an audience in mm. front of me and, and just... A free floating mm. amoeba kind no, no, of it's,
1: it's, it's fascinating, you know? version. If you want to, um, you can do this virtual tip thing.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think that's a good one. The virtual tip. Uh, I do Patreon.
1: Right, I don't know which is, is.
0: Um, so it's like it's like a Kickstarter, but it's not. It people can give you money per month, or they right. can give it just a donation, and it's. They're supporting you as an artist, like a patron, like the old yeah. kind of oh, yeah, Medici yeah. System, like, yeah, like Shakespeare that thing.
1: And, and
0: the, you know. Which I like because it means they're not paying you to do... Should that'd be great,
1: wouldn't it, just have a patron? Yeah. A comedians, like someone who just sponsors me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, I had For a friend at, at Oxford, at Cambridge, who went to Oxford and then went back to America, and he did that. He sent a thousand letters. He wrote them up really beautiful, printed them, spent a lot of money, had a nice photograph, and put them in the letterboxes of all the richest houses right. in his city that he lived in in America, saying, I'm an artist, I would like a patron. <laughs> would you like to be, you know, he's a yeah. he's a composer. It's a the
1: theatrical version of a sugar daddy.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. and some old lady let him live in her pool house and
1: yeah, right. gives him
0: gave, gave him a thing, and he does his composing, and he <laughs> plays the organ at her church every Sunday, and yeah, yeah. that's...
1: That'd be good, wouldn't it? I need someone just to sponsor me, just to sit and write something.
0: Well, you should you should get a Patreon.
1: Yeah, it looks a bit sus though. So you're a father of two kids, and uh, you've been doing comedy for that long. And
0: yeah, true. <laughs> but it's more about yeah, yeah, it's a... more that they're sponsoring. I mean, it's not like they you're making your living off that. It's like they're, no, just, no, they're supporting just supporting you to do what you want to do. That
1: no one else will kind it's of. It's
0: not a project. It's just I back you. Yeah. you know, to do and there's something kudos interesting. In it for them
1: if it does well. I mean, that's how they, that's how a lot of playwrights have survived, didn't they? And like Shakespeare. Patrons and people. Um, Wasn't it, that's why they reckon, you know, there's there's those really flowery sonnets that he wrote to, was one of the dukes or lords who was rich, who was openly gay. Yeah. And, and, you know, he was Shakespeare writing these beautiful, almost love letters. Yeah. But they are saying it was, you know, was it, I think it was a way to actually win over his.
0: Win some money from. Win him. some money.
1: Like, you know, hey, why don't you support me?
0: I mean, that's sort of what people do anyway now. Oh,
1: that's right. We, we all.
0: But people do that with companies. Hmm. When you're asking someone to invest in your company, that's yeah. basically the yeah, same thing. We're all thing.
1: ourselves to, <laughs> to get some money.
0: Just, I think, maybe when people used to be the patrons of artists. But
1: also there was a, it was, I guess, you're supporting something that is not necessarily a growing financial, um, like arts in particular. The gain
0: is not necessarily measurable financially. Yeah,
1: I mean, a lot of people in the arts don't make a lot of money. No, that's true. um, Hasn't really changed in 400 years. I mean, it has, I mean, people make a lot of money, but... It's but usually the people that own the theatres. So.
0: I mean, in an exaggerated way, it's what product placement is in movies.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know,
0: I'll put you in my Sistine Chapel if you give me mm. a couple of thousand liras. Yeah,
1: I, you know, like all my short films, I got sponsored. And I, even I did a festival show once, I got a, um, a finance company to sponsor my festival.
0: Really? Well, they they kept
1: using me. I said, look, I want to, I'll do this festival and, and, um, you know, I I promoted his company name on my flyers and, and I gave, one night I did a show, it was just all his stuff. That's cool. So he invited like 200 people. So I just did almost a private show. That's awesome. Yeah. It was good.
0: I had that one, uh, because my last show, or actually I'm doing it at Perth and Adelaide still. So it's not my last show, but the show of this last year, everyone's a winner. I sent out emails to law firms and stuff. Mm. And one night I had almost an entire department, 60-seater room, 58 of them were lawyers. Yeah, my gosh. And that was a completely different night to any of the other nights. And I think there was one civilian in the room. (laughs) Feeling very uncomfortable. Feeling very (laughs) uncomfortable, laughing in all the wrong places.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. But it's the way to do it. You almost have to target your audience these days.
0: Yeah. If you're not...
1: like, if you don't have massive tv exposure there's not a lot of reason for people to go and see you. they're no. going to go well, what's my motivation to see this person that i haven't i have no idea who they are
0: you rather than anyone else i'll tell you who does that amazingly well and she was a guest on this podcast a couple of months ago Tammy Sussman right she's a performance poet sort of slightly comedic mm. but not fully and she had a small show maybe 50 or 60 people in the audience and she advertised local businesses between her poems.
1: Right. Yeah, that's a great idea.
0: And she just said, this mm. poem is sponsored by, you know, Bill's Flowers. Mm. Check them out. They do good flowers. What? It's You'd always
1: do it as a joke. Like, not as a joke. She sort of it.
0: was playing it for laughs, but it was yeah. also...
1: Imagine whoring. Just completely do a show where you, you put up banners and, you know, between... This next joke is brought to you by Woolworths, the fresh food people.
0: <laughs> hey guys, have you ever been to Aldi? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Does yeah. Aldi suck, doesn't it? I mean, you get an interesting idea. I mean, I guess beer companies do that, sponsoring kind of comedy nights. and.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: the beer companies don't do it so much anymore.
0: No, because, I mean, Magna's used to sponsor the People's Choice Award, didn't they? The apple cider people?
1: yeah oh yeah to, actually and I was talking to tom a bunch Gleeson. of
0: people just made fun of them
1: yeah well tom, Cleese, uh, tom Gleeson. tom gleason was that's uh, right he was he was it was the boomers is it boomers
0: yeah boomers and then magnus <laughs> are the next one so they aren't the ones that pulled out the boomers boomers
1: pulled out after tom gleason okay. <laughs> was was accepting the award on behalf of will anson who was away or something and Tom Gleeson just got up there and made fun of Booms, and he's was getting big laughs and he kind of saw it you know, he just assumed it was a positive Yeah. but then they just, after that they, then they pulled they it pulled.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think if you're sponsoring a comedy thing you just have to kind of accept that the mention of your name is going to be yeah, you've got to
1: be up for enough, enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah.
0: although Monopoly. I got in oh, I should pause this
1: are you still recording, Amy?
0: yeah, yeah oh, is this the show? this is the show
1: I'm just doing a kind of a, a waffle.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm thinking. Okay, when do we actually start? Oh, we've we've actually started.
0: Yeah, we stopped. Uh, we started. <laughs> I was going to stop and tell you a story uh, about that particular night, but uh, I think too many rep- people's reputations are at stake. I um.
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell it. No one will know. Um,
0: no, I'll I'll tell you after afterwards. No, I just uh, jobbed in Tom Gleason. Tom, oh, well, I didn't I realize. I that, um, um,
1: no, I didn't leave it in.
0: Yeah, so did you have a thing that you particularly wanted to talk about? Um,
1: yeah, it's funny enough, you know, I never, even though I do stand-up and that's pretty much my core living, I mean, that's my trade,
0: mm. um,
1: I never thought about doing stand-up when I was young. I always thought about, I'd love to write a movie or I'd love to do sketch comedy, I'd love to do that. That seemed to be more accessible because when I was growing up, there wasn't a lot of live stand-up on TV, it was, mm. and not until the big gig. Did I ever see a stand-up comedian? Yeah, I'd never seen one before because there there weren't live touring stand-up acts really much in Australia. Not in Canberra because I was in Canberra, so um, so my influence was more sketch comedy and funny films. And I always thought, oh, that'd be great. I'd love yeah, to do that.
0: Mine too, actually. I didn't start doing stand-up till I was in New York.
1: Yeah, because it's not. Although Oregon it's very different now, because you know people growing up go on YouTube and there's just hundreds of comedians you can check out yeah. so it's very easy to kind of get influenced and motivated to, to want to do it and find a style that suits you and that you can emulate
0: you see a lot more um, well adjusted young comedians coming in
1: incredibly confident
0: just well yeah but that it's that a lot of people I think of the older generations of stand up there was a higher proportion of people who were doing stand up because they could not do anything else
1: yeah no that's true it wasn't
0: a choice it was a disease like it's a a severe problem mm. whereas you've got these young people coming up now who are like I just want to do stand up of my many other choices I think this is going to be
1: it's a really good point because I know when I started everyone who was doing stand up kind of it chose them as opposed to them choosing Choosing it it. and it was almost you were drawn to it because it was a sort of you suddenly realised wow this is something I can do yeah and up until then, you were kind of almost oblivious to it and unaware that you could potentially make a career out of this. Yeah. You know, I remember when I started, you know, I hung out with Akmal Sali a lot. And, you know, he was hopeless at working anywhere. <laughs> like, that guy was never going to get a job. And, you know, and comedy was his savior. It was something that he was really good at yeah. and drawn to it. But, you know, if he was going to, if he, someone said, look, you can't do comedy, you know, his life would be just hell. Yeah, because he was never going to hold down a job. Um,
0: That's interesting, and he did it really well from the start out the gate.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, well, I mean, everyone that first few years is always, you know, you're just doing open mic, and but you know, he was. I think when I met him, he'd only be doing it like two or three years, and he was working. It was funny. Um, so it was, you know, he was lucky to find it, and I guess for myself, it was more. a... Um, you know, I just, I saw, I think, I, the the real starter for me was because I was in Canberra and they, I'd been doing theatre sports at school and I kind of got into that. I got the comedy bug and I thought, oh, this is great, you can make people laugh. And, and you you get a, almost addicted to that feeling.
0: Yeah, you definitely do
1: And you you don't, you, it, even today, I, I never really stopped to think about what it does and how it makes people feel in mm. a way you, you kind of almost go ah, oh, great that was a good show and you forget that people walk away feeling great or oh that was really good they had a great experience you just you're kind of going ah, oh, that was a good show everything kind of worked everything was yeah was strong
0: yeah the laughter loses its meaning for what it really is and becomes a symbol either of you hitting your targets or not yeah
1: we don't So sort of, no, I don't think comedians go out there to do comedy to make people feel good they go out there to 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 kind of practice something that they're good at yeah maybe making people laugh is something you can do
0: that's interesting i started doing comedy but i was not funny and then i did i did theater sports at uni Mm. in o-week i was terrible i was so bad i was so bad at it and i thought oh here's something i could get better at Mm. right and i kind of wanted to see if i could get good at it Mm. So I'm always sort of awestruck by those often boys who just come out shooting, like Ben Jenkins, who's just funny the moment he walk, like or Ray Badrin, who walks on stage yeah. and gets a laugh before he's even touched the mic. Like.
1: Yeah, I mean, some people are inherently funny. It's just there. It's a, it's a, it's a genetic thing. It's kind of part of their gene. So yeah. all they're doing is tapping it and exploiting it in a sense yeah whereas other people you kind of have to work harder at it to yeah. kind of find it and create it um and so i don't know that's i guess i don't know what how what category i was in i guess i, I always was reasonably kind of witty i guess you
0: had an older brother
1: yeah i've got two older brothers which always helps yeah. to kind of
0: Defensive.
1: you become defensive, but they were funny too. I mean, our whole family were kind of a bit crazy when I look back at it. I always thought my family were completely straight and normal, quite conservative. Yeah. But then when you meet other families, you go, oh no, actually, mine's pretty mad.
0: What brand of mad was your family? Oh, no, we just
1: always used to play jokes, like, with friends came over and we're having dinner, like people hadn't met our family. We'd... um We'd very seriously say, oh, this, you know, about my dad, i oh, this isn't our real father. Our real father was killed in Vietnam, a hero. We don't, we don't you know, we, this is just our, our stepdad, you know. And we don't like him very much. But we'd say it really seriously and just watch people's reaction, reaction and they'd go, oh, all right, okay. <laughs> but when you look at it, it was clearly... That's a
0: kind of, yeah, that is a crazy...
1: Yeah, it was a bit... Simple. Hello. Flower. Um, do,
0: you know, do you know Laura Davis?
1: Uh yeah. I, was, you know, yeah. I
0: know your name. I'm not yeah. sure if we've ever met in human.
2: Ah, what we met elsewhere? Maybe online, maybe oh. Facebook or something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe lineups.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hello, dear Gary Davis. I'm
2: going ah. to uh, obsessively compulsively wash my
0: hands,
2: so and I'll
0: be back.
1: Good. <laughs> um, well, after shaking mine. No, uh, not yours. Ah, uh, yeah.
0: Laura's here from Melbourne. She was doing a um, record for a Disney pilot. Ah, right. And she just, I said, when you're done, come by. Well, I didn't fantastic. think she'd be done so quickly. Yeah. Uh, so we've got a bonus guest. Bonus um, guest,
1: yeah, excellent.
0: So did anyone really believe you? Oh, no, people
1: always, people, people, inst- people like to believe. They really do. So if you say something convincingly, their initial response is always to believe rather than not believe. Yeah. It's kind of how we're all being trained. I mean, we're not great liars as well. Most people can't lie. Like, I, even when I do stand-up and I... Um,
0: you do a setup that isn't...
1: Well, I always say this, you know, I do this gag where I say, you know, Gourmet, okay, what's your name? And, uh, you know, where do you live? Are you in eastern suburbs? Are you, you know, oh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, you know or what street? And they pause and they don't want to say it, but they... They can't bring themselves to lie. And so they'll say the street, you know, Dundas Street. Yeah. And then I'll say, what number? (laughs) And then you see them again. They always... And they they don't say anything and they're trying to... They want to lie. And often they'll always say... They'll say, oh, eight. But their house is actually six.
0: Yeah, so so it's close. Even though they're
1: lying, they're trying to go, what's actually the house next door? Yeah. I just find... I've done that so many times and I just find people aren't great liars they, they, the, and the ones that really are great liars are usually either mad or they're, they're kind of slightly kind of crazy or they, they end up being con people
0: yeah they don't, they're not attached they're to they're very morality. good at doing
1: that but most people just it's not like I go what's your street and they go oh Phillip Street and, it's a, and they're lying straight away there's always that pause because they go oh, do I lie or do I tell the truth like
0: when you give a guy your number but you do it and it's always one digit off
1: Mm, or one digit too many. Yeah. yeah. I've always had the nightmare of the, when they call that number when you're there. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be ringing, Gaz. Oh, really? What was that number again?
0: My strategy is to get them to give me their number.
1: Right. If they, yeah. I mean,
0: usually I won't give strangers my number, but if they're hassly, and I can tell <laughs> yeah, it's either. either a confrontation or just getting rid of them, I say, well, you give me your number.
1: Yeah, I say, have you got a card? And I'll, I'll email you that's my one and they always oh yeah that actually
0: oh welcome no. to the conversation laura hello come on in you can sit on this couch with me yes, yes please um mm. this tiny couch um
2: i would say really i didn't realize i was we on a couch and you were on a chair
1: um yeah the podcast started i just thought we were chatting just about nothing but just I'd started. already started recording. Yeah, it was one of those it tends tri- to do tricky, that.
0: I've been tricky, tricky. that way yeah. before. I don't put anything up that people aren't comfortable having up. It's actually quite illegal to record people without their consent. Nah, no. it's very illegal.
1: Actually, you're right. In this country, it is. But yeah. in Europe, I don't think it is. You know, you when you watch candid camera, those candid camera shows in Europe, or you know, don't those they have to the sign shows? disclaimers? No, they don't. That's the beauty. Wow. That's why whenever you go on a plane and you watch those.
2: Oh, they're always
1: European. They're always European. They're always Because <laughs> they don't have the away. right
2: laws. <laughs>
1: because you can basically just prank anyone and you don't have to get their permission afterwards to use it. Wow. And that's why I always was trying to figure out why are they always based in Europe and why are they so cruel and,
0: and me I and find those prank shows the worst. Oh
1: they're terrible because they are canned laughter and, no, and some of them are actually it's quite so funny. Cruel.
0: Like often they're really cruel. Some of them are funny, but some of them are really mean. Yeah, some of
1: them are just um,
0: horrifying.
1: Yeah, horrifying. And like there's a guy who's the one who's he's lighting like a like lighting a bomb, and getting people to like dynamite. Yeah. It's like getting people to cover the wick, so he can light it. And when he so they actually light it, and then you see them, and things starts to and then they realise well... But the stupidity of them actually helping some guy helping and a, a stranger a in a crowded place lighter.
2: I've bomb. heard they're very polite in Europe. <laughs> but then yeah. they
1: you know everyone, it's, it's such a weird thing, isn't it? Like you, you mock someone, you make fun of them, and then you tell them it's a joke, and that's okay. Yeah. they all laugh and go, that was hilarious. I saw
0: a man uh, in San Francisco take advantage of that on its most fundamental, primal level. He would hide behind a bush on the on the promenade and he would leap out at people just shouted in in their face. Right. And he had his sort of face painted. And he was holding two branches of this bush and he would leap out of them and they would be terrified and then he'd start laughing. Right. And they were so relieved It's funny, I'm laughing. he, he yeah. they were mm. so relieved that he hadn't killed them mm. that they gave him money. Right. <laughs> Basically. It was oh, like a very sophisticated form of robbery. Yeah. <laughs> it was like It was the most incredible thing I'd ever seen because there was no... Yeah, they were just... It is funny, isn't it? The only reason they were giving him money was because they were pleased that he wasn't as dangerous as he had Mm. at first appeared. But is he
1: asking for money? Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, there's there's another catch. Because you don't know how crazy the guy actually is. Yeah. So you're kind of just going, oh, here's a bit of money and just go away. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I were were ever... had to resort to begging on the street. I don't count busking with my banjo, but uh, if I didn't have a banjo and had to resort to begging on the street, I might just say that as my pitch. Mm. You don't know what I'm capable of, give me $20. Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> and, you know, people get scared.
0: Yeah, it's not, it's not technically a threat, but it uh, doesn't make you feel very safe. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, have you ever been robbed?
1: uh i have actually um i've been it was weird years ago i bought a pair of rollerblades when they first came out
2: and you still weren't fast enough
1: no no yeah, yeah. that's a bit <laughs> tragic if i suddenly got home and you went still Hang on, got where, I, where are my rollerblades and uh, someone's taken them off me no i i used to i, I lived in tempe and I, I bought these rollerblades and i went rollerblading and they were very new they're worth like 500 bucks this is going back quite a while, so that was like, whoa.
0: That's like a million dollars it's in like today's a trillion, money. <laughs> it's like a
1: billion dollars. It's literally a billion dollars.
0: Yeah. I had a With billion dollars. Yeah. yeah.
1: I was just like super rich. Yeah. This is after can't when stop I was the poor, murders. When I was poor, I was super rich. Yep. So I bought I bought a pair of these rollerblades and I was rollerblading home and I used to go past this high school. And I just always remember all the kids, you know, these are high school kids, just stop and look and stare. As I went past, I went, oh, like, because it, it's, like, it's like
0: a king. This
1: guy's a king. Well, no, they were thinking, <laughs> I want his rollerblades is what I realize now. Because our house was literally opposite the school. Yeah. And so I reckon someone must have watched me where I went. Yeah. And then, I don't know, it was literally like the next day I came home and, and because my house was, was really messy yeah i didn't even notice i'd been robbed
2: yeah that's incentive to keep a tidy house so you know if you've been robbed
1: yeah no it was true I and mean, then i even made a cup of tea and sat down and i'm sitting in the couch and i am looking at the tv and i'm going there used to be something on top of TV? that tv yeah this to be a thing called a video recorder yeah. that's not there anymore and then i started looking around um and i realized you know shit had been thrown about and because i just thought it was my ship yeah and then i went oh and i went into my room and i Oh, where were my rollerblades? And oh, no. sure enough they were gone.
0: Your
2: prize. My
1: prize. And I always remember I found ash. I found cigarette ash on the floor as well. That's rude. You rob
2: saw- someone's house, but don't smoke in it. Yeah,
1: the audacity to actually even take your time you to want, have a cigarette.
0: You want a gentleman highwayman, like in the olden days, someone who'll rob you but also like do some dusting in mm. the toilets and then yeah. you're kind of like, Oh boy Well take the
1: dust with them. Yeah. You rob the dust yeah. and all the filth. Yeah, yeah. And take all the dirty dishes. Yeah. Know? Actually, you see that someone posted on Facebook, you know, my timeline. It was a. Uh,
0: it would still be annoying, but it'd be much less annoying. I know it is. It,
2: uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: that's what pissed me off the most that they they smoked, and I was very anti-cigarette as well. So. The <laughs> were of... you
2: more anti-cigarette than you were anti-robbing? Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> robbing
1: is wrong, and it was my stuff. But yeah, but
2: cigarettes are bad. Cigarette in
1: my house, and the fact that well yeah the, I didn't really care what they, if they're yeah. smoking but the fact that they'll smoke no I in understand
0: in your house I don't yeah. like people and ashing
1: put, You know, they could have ashed outside or something
0: I have an irrational an irrational hatred that's based on a fairly I think a fairly rational hygienic principle I don't like people sitting at the head of my bed or on my pillow or putting their feet up the top of the bed that's gross like, mm. I find that really upsetting. Even if yeah. they are clean people who've just had a shower or whatever. The mm. idea of someone putting their feet on my pillow. Oh, yeah. It just, are, it's just... Or wrong. towards my pillow. Some people just lie yeah. on a bed the wrong way. And I mm. find it, like... It's like what I you've imagine OCD. You've got to face east. Yeah, You've got to face the, yeah, to <laughs> face the right way. And I, I find it... Or shoes on tables and things. And that's kind of a Buddhist asian yeah. upbringing thing but <Sui>. i find it so viscerally unsettling mm. so i can imagine walking into your house and be like someone smoked here i feel dirty it's gross and wrong
1: yeah and the, and the fact that they had a cigarette suggests they took their time yeah. so not only did they kind of it wasn't like a, a quick dash and grab well, it was already, like you know what well, i'm gonna have a cigarette
2: rollerblades. how fast yeah. are you coming in the house yeah well <laughs> they've got
1: my rollerblades yeah, how fast are they leaving can... the house so i guess is the question Maybe
2: they didn't know you had rollerblades. Maybe they didn't even... Yeah, they even...
1: did. It was kind of like, I just, I knew, <laughs> I just knew it was... it was
2: someone from the school.
1: Yeah, and then while you're there, it's like, well, if I'm going to take rollerblades, I might as well take
0: some other stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, maybe, they were, maybe they didn't even they leave. They didn't really maybe, take maybe it was a just such a messy house, they were just standing there and you didn't notice them, you just thought they were part of the mess.
1: Yeah, it'd be funny if they were still there and yeah. I didn't notice. <laughs> just
0: smoking. Or they, having,
1: they slept on my bed. And
0: yeah.
1: And it's I didn't notice until thing. I got into the bed. Yeah. And even then I'll be so tired, like, oh, I'll, I'll worry about it in spoon. the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll, call, I'll call the cops in the morning. Just just leave early if you can. <laughs> Spooning the robber. I, well, wait a minute.
0: I don't know. Have you ever robbed anything?
1: Uh, I haven't robbed anything. Um, I'm, I'm not that kind of guy. I mean, you'd, you know, you'd rob, I guess, if you had you know, It was a matter of survival, wouldn't
0: you? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, I. the moment the apocalypse hits going to start yeah. looting. I'm going to be like... rolling yeah. around. It won't even be the... It'll just be a blackout. I'll just start smashing windows. Yeah, I'm
1: going to go... I'm always actually... Uh, you know, I almost admire these clever tactics people use to st- when they steal things. Mm. And you go, well, that was really clever. If I, if I was ever going to be a robber, that's something you I would...
2: Take pride in. The cleverness pride of in. the... Yeah, you wouldn't be a robber, you'd be a burglar.
1: i tell you what though, and I, I've pocket. done this a couple of times and after a gig or something... You yeah. just go up to the bar and you say, can I, can I get my complimentary drink, thanks. The minute you say complimentary, yeah, they go, oh, does he know something I don't?
0: Ah, uh, so this is not a show in which you are performing?
1: Oh, no, you're even performing, but just some, you know, some places you know they never give you a drink. But I always say, "I oh, can I just get my complimentary drink now? Yeah. And they go, ah, oh, right. Um, yeah, yes, I guess so. And I, I only did it when a mate of mine said he used to go up to Krispy Kreme Donuts and say, can I get a complimentary donut, thanks. And they would look and go, oh, I didn't know we had complimentary donuts. <laughs> and they go, oh, well, here you go, you can have this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: Because it's something,
1: whenever they, whenever it comes across like you know something more than they do, mm, you're suddenly in the authority.
0: That's interesting.
1: And I, I find it never fails. I whenever will try I will that at the yeah, bank
0: next time I'm there. Can I have my... Con- complimentary $1,000? <laughs> yeah,
1: can I make... Well, it's yours. So you can do what you like. But can I make complimentary car? But if it's small and it feels like you're entitled to it... Yeah. And you use complimentary... Yeah. It's just something...
0: I... There was a point at which when I was going from open mica to semi-pro. So I was sometimes getting paid, sometimes not. Because I don't drink... They would say, oh, you can have, we're only paying you in beer, Mm. right? You can have as much as Mm. you want, Mm. Mm. you know?
1: Yeah, great. Yeah, I know that game. And I would say,
0: hey, instead of a beer, could you give me the $2 that beer would cost you?
2: Because then (laughs) we can both acknowledge what an insult this is. (laughs) Like, it's not... Yeah, that's right. It's like the
1: assumption that you want to drink beer, for starters.
2: Yeah, I don't drink either. And uh, I'm pretty good at getting free chicken palmers like um <laughs> either by yeah well either by genuine deception or yeah. through uh charming them i call it uh to charm a palmer to
1: charm a oh, palmer. So you, yeah. you do
2: it often enough that you have yeah a, um, i think i have maybe a 70 percent success rate of pub palmers even gigs that i'm not on at to go up and palmer is the thing that they're most likely to discover because uh, yeah. it's sitting there they have already cooked it. Yeah, it's just, so just disgusting. Yeah, they it's don't so want horrible. It. Yeah, I don't yeah. like eating them, but I know <laughs> I can get them for free. Ah, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just take it. Oh cool. Um cool. I don't I don't drink. Can I swap I don't want to drink three pints of orange juice. <laughs> no one does. Can I have some food they're oh just a palmer. Alright.
0: <laughs> That's all you need. The only um, person who needs that much orange juice is
2: chris franklin does he have scurvy oh yeah yeah no
1: he got scurvy he
2: gave himself scurvy like that ulcer guy gave himself an ulcer to treat it or does he experimenting you know chris franklin the comedian yeah i do yeah Yeah, he
0: he only lived off chocolate milk and pies (laughs) and beer 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 and and pies and chocolate milk and no no vegetables to the point where he gave himself scurvy in australia
1: yeah, he went to the doctor, and the doctor went, "Oh my god,
0: this
1: is—I I think you've got scurvy. You know, some ancient maritime disease."
0: But you have to, like, in today's—you have to work hard to get scurvy. Yeah, it's and it, yeah, it's like your impressive. body would know what you needed. You have to walk past a lot of oranges, like yeah, that's right. You'd be very craving, but I guess he's
1: never eaten that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, and you just—it's like you just convince yourself it's something else. And what would... No. I mean, yeah, I guess it's you, himself making are out, the floor or anything. Yeah. Wait a minute. finds himself
0: making out with a lot of women wearing fake tan. I just want something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe it's you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
1: Licking their face. What am I going? It's great.
0: Oh, fake tan smells like, oh, the worst. It's yeah. the worst. Mm. You. I mean, I'm always worried about beauty treatments where you look good but smell awful. Mm. And there's quite a few of them. Yeah. They're just... You they just, do,
1: it does wash off. I know this, my wife uses fake tan. And yeah, it's like a,
0: it goes away after a while.
1: Yeah, but it's that you got to leave it on. Yeah. And you just go, ah, it's a disgusting smell.
0: It's a disgusting yeah. smell. So you're like, I want to lure people in only so Visually. close. Like, yeah. uh, there's, a, there's a barrier created by the smell and I want to lure them into the transition zone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, a mate of mine, I always thought this was funny. He, he went to the chemist thinking he bought um, blocker. Yeah, like or just some suntan lotion, but he bought fake tan. Oh, like
2: oh, the So he yeah. put it all
1: over his body and then, like, in the sun. No. <laughs> and then, I was, and it was one of those moments too. It oh, smells really weird. Brown. And and, I, and he goes, "Yeah, it does smell really strange, doesn't it?" I didn't, you know. And then we looked at it and realized he'd bought fake tan because it was in the same sort of tube as you buy. Yeah. Um, There's those
2: ones too, which is just a. Um Kind of normal looking moisturizer, but it has a slow developer.
1: Yeah, which doesn't work.
2: In yeah. it? Well, it it's d- like will if toothpaste you it.
1: that supposedly whitens your teeth. No, yeah, work, I've right.
2: used it before. Maybe I'm so pale that if I. Yeah. Because I can't see where it goes on, so then I'll just have you some bits brown it's and some bits. Right. Um, yeah, brown.
1: Well, you probably, because it's a slow developer, you're actually getting a tan from actually just walking out into yeah, the sun. Did Attributing that to the great product.
0: I, yeah, I don't trust things like that. I don't know that they're not doing weird things to you.
1: Mm, Those nanoparticles.
0: Nanoparticles. Yeah, I
2: want a nanoparticle.
0: Well, the Google thing's going to do that um, pill soon.
1: A Google pill? A Google a Google
0: pill. You take the pill, and it's inside you. And it like sends data. No.
1: Yeah. Am no. I lying? I think this is. I think true. You're like, did you were you like in a dream. Did you wake up like in a sweat, <laughs> going, "Oh my god!" And then then, then did you go Google pill?
0: No, oh. it's a real thing. It's a. I,
1: I, I, I don't think anyone would swallow something. Oh, maybe they would. An implant, I'd imagine, like an implant.
0: Maybe People will swallow please. anything. Yeah. Have mm. you met? Asai berries. Um,
1: a Google. Google It's amazing, isn't it? Like, even though I'm going, oh, that's probably bullshit. A part of you is going, well, it probably is true. There's nothing you can really surprise anybody with anymore.
0: Google developing a pill that will detect cancer.
1: Oh, well, that's slightly different.
0: It's building nanoparticles that can detect cancers inside your body. So you swallow the pill. Yeah.
1: So it's kind of like a, a warning system.
0: Yeah. It will com- contain magnetic nanoparticles that can latch onto certain cancer-related molecules in the bloodstream and that a wearable device could then use magnetic properties to recognize when this happens mm. and target ads to your Google stream. <laughs> yeah. I imagine. Target, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I imagine that you'd have this and before you check the results, you'd start getting like cancer survivor <laughs> headband ads in yeah, your yeah. Facebook feed. <laughs> like, oh. is,
1: uh, mind you, it would probably be the one thing that gives you the cancer.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Almost certainly. It's like, it's like cane toads. Mm. This is exactly what mm. happened with cane toads.
1: Everyone thought it was a good <laughs> thing at the time. It sounds like a good thing at a time.
0: And that's a terrible thing.
1: That's interesting too, isn't it? Like, or the worst thing is that they start, you know, you're getting these ads for your funeral and, you know, white lady funerals or something. Yeah. You're going, well, is this something you know? That <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what does Google know that I don't know?
0: It's going to be like that. They can tell when you, before you're going to break up as well. Who? Facebook now. Algorithms. Algorithmically, if you are a typical person. So my, my um, way of avoiding this stuff is just to... So
1: hang on, how does that work?
0: Behave really randomly when I'm on, online. So I'll look at like flowers, then nappies, then porn, just to right. keep them off yeah. the trail, right? <laughs> All
1: three at once. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, three tabs running. But yeah, Facebook knows the, when the behavior, your pattern of behavior on Facebook changes... Uh, in a particular way, for example, if you start looking up exes or other <coughs> like, female friends or whatever, right. in but a surge over yeah. a period of time that you're lo- most likely to break up.
1: Wow. That's interesting, isn't
0: it? It's like more people break up before Christmas than at any other time it's of like year. Save on some presents. Mm.
1: It's interesting that someone else knows before you do. Yeah. Someone has that insight. It's almost like minority report.
0: It's exactly that.
1: But like, kind of without the murder element.
0: But I mean more emoticons. Yeah, Motocon. more emoticons than usual maybe.
1: We sense you're gonna gosh that's amazing, isn't it? Such a really interesting idea interesting idea for a film.
0: Yes. Um, that is an interesting idea. You should write that film. Yeah, I'll write it now. Right, right done. now. I'm done. finished. Yeah. Okay, I'm
1: well, gonna go film it.
0: What about Finished? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I always wish it was that easy.
0: It is hard though, isn't it?
1: Uh well yeah, anything's hard.
2: What about that algorithm uh program that runs through your Facebook status updates and takes kind of your most frequently used words and sentences and then can uh kind of produce a gobbledygook sentence about that that sounds like something that you would say say. So they're all a bit silly and people right. use it as a way of going, haha, I do talk about mm. my dance class and my dog a lot. Mm. But when that technology gets more sophisticated like theoretically you. somebody could die and you could just keep reproducing what they would you say keep and how they would virtual... behave. Yeah. It's online. like yeah, you
1: become a virtual yeah, exactly. person. You you live on. Yeah, gosh, that's even
0: There was a Black Mirror episode on that. Black Mirror. Black Mirror is this great English Miniseries. There's right. no consistent characters, but each of them is like. Do you ever remember reading like short, Golden Age sci-fi short stories?
1: Oh yeah, maybe yeah, those. that kind
0: of thing. Oh, okay. uh, and they're great Mm. so there's one where and they're all just a little bit future but not that future Mm. a lot of recognisable stuff but people have like a chip behind their ear that records what they see Mm. and so all of the implications of that so you go to a job interview you come back you're with your girlfriend you're like he said this look 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 Mm. at what he said and you can play it back on a screen or whatever and then forcing people to relive or show you things to prove that they didn't do things what about
1: even this is even on a more spooky level imagine if somebody dies and then facebook google can determine who else in the world is was the most compatible and very similar to that person yeah and then you can meet that person because they most resemble physically and on, every, on, an, on every level intellectually that person that
0: i think so. I mean, that's kind of scary too, i think so it? many of those things are based on a fallacy of composition though
1: i mean it never happened because it's
0: if somebody ticks all your boxes, that still doesn't necessarily mean they're the right person for you.
1: I mean, there are stories. I mean, you know, Angelina Jolie was in that film, but it's a true story where she lost her son. But mm. Not Angelina Jolie. I mean, she's got lots of kids. Probably lost them anyway. <laughs> but, um, but you know, they. There's, what, the, uh, the, what was it called? It's the, like in,
0: in your the messy change, house, um, if someone walked in, if she missed a kid, she wouldn't notice it for like half an hour.
1: Well, you want to believe. So she. The story is this woman loses a like a child's abducted and the police go looking and they can't find him he's you know he's only like six or something and then they find this kid yeah. and they return they find a the kid but it's it's not the kid yeah but everyone around her is convinced it is the kid yeah and they slowly try and convince her that that's her child yeah and she kind of comes to almost
0: believe, believe them, it that it's the kid
1: um so there's a part of your brain that always wants to believe. There
0: was a really unconvincing version of that, where there was a French guy who pretended oh, he was an imposter. American guy. Yeah, but that wasn't
1: he did it. He actually. He,
0: but everyone sort of knew it wasn't true, but let him get away with it because there was also a sort of an unsolved yeah, murder a, case, uh, dodgy and
1: something dodgy. That that almost was a great documentary.
0: Yeah, it seemed to be that the vague outcome that was never quite proven was that his brother may have killed, killed the kid. Yeah. And then the brother had a vested interest in pretending that this imposter was. was the kid because that was the
1: story. If if the you know terrible twist at the end is if the brother had killed the other brother and buried him in the because remember they go and they yeah. they dig up the guy's backyard thinking it's probably buried here. Yeah. But they don't find anything. But yeah. if they did, that would have been just. This
2: sounds horrible. It's, it it's totally completely weird. fascinating
1: though. You don't anyway, have to watch it. Yeah. The other podcast member's going to sleep.
2: (laughs) Laura's going to sleep. Oh, man. I fly in and out of Sydney today and get up at 5, get to the airport at 6.30, including my taxi breaks down on the way to the airport and I have to swap. And then we just sit on the tarmac for like two hours, which gives me only just enough time to get to my uh, recording session but it's like a nine-year-old kid sitting behind me. He's old enough to not be a piece of shit. Like, he's old enough. And his mum just sits next to him and he's having a tantrum because he doesn't want to sit on the tarmac for two hours. And nobody does. But he's just punching the back of my seat. And I turn around and say, you can't, you can't do that. It makes a really crap for me, man. Can mm. Can you stop? And he's just like glaring at me like I'm the problem in his life is that people are telling him he can't punch the back of the seat. Mm. But that's not the problem. The problem is that the plane's not going mm. and he doesn't have the attention span to survive in that kind mm. of situation. <laughs> but then someone saying you can't punch the chair becomes the biggest problem. Well
1: he's been told he can't do something. Yeah.
2: yeah. No no that's not the problem. You have to work back Mm. From that, you're the problem. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That's what I. And this one's like, yes, please tell him not to do that. No, now you're the problem. Mm.
1: Did you should have just punched in
2: No, oh, man. Just rude. Just. Rude. What are they supposed to do? Why can't they? Yeah. Why really... can't this wasn't even after the full two hours? It was after like forty-five minutes. He just like snapped.
1: Mm. I think you'll find he's like that anywhere Yeah. Any time. He's
2: like, mm. I'm bored! I'm bored!
1: It's usually, you can always relate it back to the parents. I'm sure, was a parent banging the person's chair in front of them? No! <laughs> I
2: no.
0: sometimes want like a suction thing where I can just take battery out of people's phones <laughs> and see their rising anxiety.
1: Mm. Mm. We Like draw it into your phone? Yeah, draw it
0: into my phone. But just you. people who are constantly attached to their phones. And I'm vaguely guilty of this myself. Um, and I'm trying to wean myself of it because there's no good reason for it anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, I just kind of want to see that. Mm, just that, the, the rising... Oh, have you got a plug?
1: Yeah, people hate to think they're going to you know, miss out on that important email. It's like as soon as a plane lands, everyone's phones goes on because they just desperately want to know whether someone was vaguely interested in contacting them during that hour they were in the air.
0: Well, that's like the hug people. There's people who sell hugs. Yeah. They sell mm. hugs by the hour. By the hour? Yeah, you pay for an hour of hugging. $60. Right. And they hug you for an hour. Gosh. You wouldn't be checking your phone I'd... then. You'd be happy.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I that... want
0: to do a portable version of that where I just stand behind someone and like, hold them around the waist. <laughs> right. So you're As a valuable person. It. Yeah, and then they'll just walk <laughs> behind but them. They just
1: hug their ankle and they have to drag <laughs> you along. <laughs> like different so m- amounts of money or they piggyback, just yeah, go on piggyback back. you or you, and you piggyback just, them
0: you just reassure them that everything mm. they're doing is okay yeah that's okay that was well done that good was,
1: you're doing really well you know how you just got fired I reckon I'm getting if job.
0: i yeah if i were a little person or even littler than i am now if i was one of those tiny petite women who's like mm. five foot flat maybe i would sell my sell my services doing that being a little piggyback encouragement coach
1: Yeah, kind of like, instead of the devil on the shoulder, it's the kind of the angel on the shoulder.
0: Yeah, just the pleasant maternal Mm. figure. Mm. Yeah, you're doing okay. I feel like
2: being encouraged would be great, but maybe cancelled out by the added energy drain of carrying you around all day. (laughs) I'd be like, yeah, I feel like I could really (laughs) do stuff if I wasn't so tired from carrying this tiny woman. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you'd need maybe. rollerblades,
2: and we just tag you along behind. Yeah,
0: roll, rollerblades on a leash. Yeah. Or
1: well, you just maybe you just like this little kind of cord that you just you never can never lose them, but you're
2: always there. You're always attached, mm. like a phone. And you just like type a phone, like a phone, yeah. like, a phone. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a mobile phone mm. that doesn't run out of battery because someone's summoning it with their mind powers.
0: Well, once Google has this pill, in, maybe we'll energize our phones by our bodies.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: Right, we should wrap this up uh, yeah. where can people find you online
1: um, well they can um, oh you know most porn sites you'll see some of my yeah. finest work
0: very attractive young man very
1: attractive um, you can uh, Facebook I guess actually I'm, I'm just uh, revamping my website <laughs> GaryEck.com GaryEck.com oh
0: I yeah. couldn't get
1: Yeah. oh right there's another Alice Fraser I've got Alice Comedy Fraser you always hate that. Yeah, you someone know when tried to a sell name, me Alice Fraser. It's so common, and it's like you know, Alan Fraser, you know, zero zero one two eight. Yeah, like you couldn't even get zero zero one. Or <laughs> there's another hundred and twenty-seven <laughs> no, of them out No, I probably there.
2: tried like three, and then just mashed the keypad until I so find that it. <laughs> yeah, even even
1: Gary Eck, which is an obscure name, I remember when I tried to get a Skype name. They were like, Gary Eck was gone in every country. I'm mean, like, what the f- Who's this Gary Eck in every goddamn country? <laughs> Um, so I'm you know, Garyek, zero zero one. At least I got the one. Yeah,
0: at least you got the zero zero one. But
1: I couldn't get zero one. That's gone. oh really? Like I'm actually a decimal away, yeah. like I'm a one hundredth of a Eck
0: You didn't try zero two. You don't want to be
2: zero two. You got to be one. You got to be one. I like being comedy dot com because then it yeah. feels like it's a slight separation of self and and it business. tells people
1: you know. You, yeah, true. But it's simple to remember, Garyek. Yeah. Even though everyone goes, did you say Greg? I go no. Garyek. Gary. But I realized I used to get introduced as Greg all the time, and I think, why do people call me Greg? Well, they'd say, thanks, Greg. Gek. Because when you say Garyek, it sounds Greg. Ah. Sounds like Greg. So I go Garyek, and they go, oh, thanks, Greg.
2: Okay Does it make sense? Greg. Greg? Yeah, they'd be like, can't be Greg. Come it's be probably Greg. Greg. It's got to be Greg. It's, that guy sounds like an idiot.
1: <laughs> Greg.
0: Lovely guy. Weird speech mm. impediment on his own mm. name, too. It's unfortunate. Mm, That's sounds
1: weird. All his life. So, yeah, you can uh, catch me there or, you know, just Google something.
0: Just follow him around whispering, whispering assurances in his ear. Yeah, head. I pretty
1: much request everybody on my Facebook page. And I, I foolishly go for that. How many mutual friends do we have? Which is very dangerous because it's not to say that I they've know, done a the same thing with everybody. know a lot
2: of assholes do know a lot of assholes. Yeah. Well, everyone
1: else goes, oh, well, they must, you know, that person's got 40 mutual friends. I check to make sure they
2: don't know any of the assholes I know. Ah, that's a good one.
1: Yeah. That's true. Yeah, if you kind of go, oh, I check to see if they moms. were
0: born before 2012. That's usually a good <laughs> signal that they're real.
1: <laughs> they're real, yeah, right.
0: But it doesn't, stop, it doesn't weed out the assholes. The assholes I just friend but then unfollow.
1: Well, my Facebook page isn't like a. I don't post any kind of personal stuff. Mm, Just cock shots. It's just, yeah.
0: From your porn? Yeah, just yeah,
1: cock shots, mainly, mainly hero cock shots. Hero cockshots, Yeah, yeah. That's a quite... director speaking. Yeah, you yeah, know, just the master shots. Standing
0: and... on a mountain with the sun
2: behind it. Yeah, yeah, they're the <laughs> good ones.
1: And, you know, I you know, obviously want them to look good, so...
2: Yeah, screensaver worthy. Yeah,
1: so people can use them as screensavers. And I do publish them as screensaver. High res. Yeah, high res. At
0: the angle so that when you swipe right on your phone, mm. it, that's... <laughs>
1: Yeah, just you know when it fades on. It's yeah. it's, it's got to look perfect. Yeah. You know.
0: These things that we have to think of. Oh, well, excellent. A <laughs> yeah, um, great way to end.
1: Yeah, happy <laughs> Christmas, Gary. Happy
0: Christmas.